Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the haters, brigaders, and ambitious defamers. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right. Hello. Yeah, guys, can we just remember, like, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I don't call myself an ally. I don't call myself a feminist. I'm just Billy Presida, a comedian with a fuck show. Let's just remember that, please. Thanks. Awesome. Hi. Save your hate for someone else. What is up? How you doing? Uh, if you are unfamiliar with my show, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, on this week's uh, this week's episode, we have someone I have not been intimate with. No, no. Um, although by the end of this, I feel like we share a similar problematic bond. But I've got on stand-up comedian Eagle Wit, fellow fuckboy supreme, if you will. And I cannot wait to share him with y'all in a bit. But first... All right, a lot, a lot going on. A lot has happened this week, okay? Uh, stuff going on in the news. I am not going to try uh, even attempt to go fully in-depth with all of this. So I'm just going to kind of rapid-fire spit through some topics, throw a few words out there uh, so we can move on. Trans-military ban back in effect, my, in my opinion. Fuck you, Trump, and fuck you, Pence, for writing the damn thing, okay? FOSTA-SESTA. Those might sound like soft drinks to you, but those are actually that's actually legislation that Congress has passed. We kind of missed this one. My bad. What my opinion on the matter is, listen to sex workers on the matter, okay? Craigslist, rest in peace, the personal section on Craigslist, which was shut down in wake of the passage of FOSTA. See why we should listen to sex workers? We're losing our fun Craigslist place. All right. So I, I repeat the words above. Listen to sex workers. Okay. Stormy Daniels. Ah, oh, bareback. Girl. Ooh, questionable decision. But you rocked it on 60 Minutes. Uh, thanks for being so brave, hon. And then March Madness. Go Kansas. That, that's why I got to say. All my brackets are busted. I got mad brackets. All of them busted early on. So the last thing I have left is to say, go Kansas. And I, I think I, I think I hit all the big points. You know, like I said, a lot, a lot went on in the past week. Uh, I got some emails. I got your emails, your messages, your words. I'm gonna put into and out of my mouth. Gonna start with uh, some positive words from David, who is a very proud member of the fan whore community on Patreon. He is at a level where he has access to our super exclusive, uh, sexy photo sharing kick group, the Peep Show which he's a, is an avid member of. And he sent me this message. He said, you're doing a great thing. You have no idea how liberating it is to be able to have a group of like-minded people around whom you can truly be yourself when you've had to hide and be ashamed of that part of you for so long. Keep it up. Needless to say, David lives in, let's, let's just say, a less accepting part of this country. So uh, thank you, David, for the kind words because I have a different David who sent me Less than kind words. His email, the subject line is, Poor Billy. Hi, Billy. I listened with interest to your monologue at the start of the recent podcast and thought I would share my opinion as one who has had more than a passing interest in the world of dominance and submission. 
I'm sure you have gotten your share of poor Billy messages. Well, not from me. Oh, yeah. Boom. This guy's about to hand me my ass. Let's let's hear what he has to say. To me, you came across as the little boy who hopped out of the wading pool and jumped into the deep end of the pool and then wondered why things were not happening as he thought they should. In a DS environment, it's not about you. To the D, the, the dominant, I can only assume, what you want is irrelevant. It's about them. And you unfortunately showed why a number of people consider male submissives to be little more than whiny little boys who sulk when they don't get what they want. As you said, you could have made a stand at any time, but you didn't. Obviously, this woman had little to no intention of getting with you, but in her mind, she made sure you were taken care of by having you play with two others. The fact that they were not the ones you wanted to play with was not her problem. You could have said no, but you wanted to please her in the hope that she might allow you some time with her. As I said, in submission, it's not about what you want. It's about pleasing the dominant, something that you may in time learn. Obviously, we're all going by your recollection of events and what you recall may or may not be entirely accurate or seen that way by others in attendance. Anyway, I really enjoy your podcasts and your interviews. Maybe not with everything said, but listening to other points of view is good for the mind. Regards, David. Well, David, I agree. I I agree that someone entering a DS situation is submitting themselves to the wills of the dominant, and that's on them to say for it and advocate for themselves when need be. I agree. However, I did not agree to enter a DS situation. I agreed to go upstairs for a foursome where a very explicit interaction was made expected. Remember, she pointed at me and was like, you and me, we're good to go. In this foursome. Only us in my hotel room. There was no discussion about me submitting to her or following her instructions. There was discussion about people's interests amongst the four of us. She expressed she likes to take charge and that she is a switch. I mentioned that I switch in like a service top sort of way, but how I love to follow the instructions of a beautiful leading lady. There was no discussion about me following her instructions or us establishing boundaries and safe words. The only practical discussion was when everyone had last been tested and that it was going to be the four of us. Although I ponied up to her, nuzzled her shoulder a little bit, you know, after we were making out, you know, I I still never agreed to submission. Certainly not in the capacity you're describing it. And I didn't certainly did not opt into an eight person orgy with four people I met in the elevator. You seem knowledgeable about DS dynamics, dude. Uh, And if that's true, you'd know that submitting is something that is discussed explicitly for the safety of the sub. Sure, maybe the what what is wanted by the sub isn't as important. I'm no expert on kink, but I know that the safety of the sub is of like paramount importance. That night, I was not a sub. I was a guy bait and switched. Baited and switched. I don't know. Is she a bad person for not fucking me? Of course not. Should I have advocated for myself? Totally. That's why I didn't leave there angry with babe, as we uh, call we call her. I just left disappointed with myself. 
And uh, hey, man, clearly you're loving the podcast, so maybe you should show it with your wallet and enjoy membership perks by joining the Fanhorn community for just $1 at patreon.com slash Podcast. ABP, baby, always be plugging. All right. Next email. A little, little less critical. <laughs> this one comes from Brandon. Hey, Billy. I've been listening for over a year now, but uh, but being a recent grad... Money isn't always there, but I am so glad I joined Patreon. The community of fan whores is so inviting and amazing. I know you get a million emails like this. Hey, everybody, I do not get even close to a million emails. <laughs> but I got to throw in uh, my appreciation. You've brought me to tears and also nearly caused me to drive off the road from laughing. I am fairly inexperienced in terms of sex, but I feel a lot more open about my sexuality thanks to all the work you've done. With all that out of the way, I had a question. I am a bi guy and hope to start to hashtag pay for my porn, but I'm struggling to find a good site. I know you recommend Crashpad, and while I love the queer slant, I'm looking for something with more bi slash gay material. I know that's not really your wheelhouse, but I figured if someone knew where to find ethical gay bi porn, it would be you. Keep rocking it. I'm hoping to buy my Manhorcon tickets soon. Uh, interesting. You think if anyone would know where to find like gay ethical gay porn or any gay porn, it would be me. Uh, <laughs> I think any gay porn uh, I know about, any man on man porn I know about, purely comes from my guests or listeners who tend to overshare. But you are right. I I shouldn't neglect the buy boys out there with my hashtag pay for your porn series my little monthly series where i remind y'all to pay for your porn just a little bit and i recommend the site that i paid for in that month so i am going to think about this in my future picks okay uh off the top of my head i can re- i can recommend mr pam's site naked sword mr pam is uh she is the gay porn director that i spoke to last year she uh, out of san francisco Really, really fun conversation and an even juicier bonus episode on Patreon. Go to Naked Sword. You're going to find plenty of of guy-on-guy stuff, and you can trust that it is ethically made. As for bi guys, look, I put put a tweet out there to porn Twitter. I was like, yo, where's the bi boy porn? And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get a lot of answers. The one thing that was recommended to me was to poke around on clip sites. Clip sites, if you don't know, they're these sites where, like, you, I mean, it's kind of what it sounds like. You buy clips. You're buying porn clits, clips, not clits, <laughs> uh, clips of clits sometimes. You're buying these clips fr- typically from the performer directly. So poke around. Find find a, a porn performer. Find a, a male performer that you really like. Manyvids.com. Iwantclips.com. Clips for sale. That's the number four sale.com. Um, I think OnlyFans is another one that you can do. So go poke around there and just like search bisexual, bi guys, um, things like that. And, and I hope, I hope if anybody has recommendations of a good uh, bi porn site, please shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I'd be happy to, uh, to give it a little signal boost. Right, and if you have any comments or questions, Send them on over to manorpod at gmail.com. All right. 
Now, speaking of paying for your porn, yes, let's hashtag pay for our porn before I get to this week's guest, Eagle Wit. So this month, I went a little rogue, tried something new, didn't know what what to expect, and I <laughs> I actually paid for a membership to one of those sites that actually look like spammy pop-ups. It's, uh, it's called checkav.com, check like the Czech Republic. C-Z-E-C-H-A-V.com. So I go there and I buy a membership partially because this is one of those sites that makes those um those like massive glory hole porns. Not like, oh, it's a glory hole. No, like it's a room and there are like holes where someone blows you on where women are blowing you on the other side, or there's like a a real woman's lower half sticking out of the wall for you at like fucking level or they have one that's like at like face level so you can like eat out someone um sometimes there are butts hanging out so you can like fuck people doggy style like it's a really yeah that that is hot to me i think those videos are super hot and super sexy so i actually paid for a membership so i could like watch more of that and it turned out that they have like all these other like side pages as a lot of uh porn sites tend to have the bigger ones you know you buy a membership for one, but you get access to like 30 others. I mean, on their front page, and I wouldn't advise this from a marketing standpoint, but they they advertise their offshoot horrorporn.com, which is terrifying. I can't tell if it's CGI or really good makeup, but it's like, you know, fucking an alien or getting a blowjob from an alien from Area 51. It's kind of weird shit. <laughs> And at first, I think this is great. Fun site. Check gang. It's all check. It's all check this. Like, you know how you go on a regular porn site? It says couples. It says blowjobs. It says orgy. It says massage. It's like that, but it has like check in front of all of it. So check couples. Check fantasy. Check twins. Check home orgy. Check massage. uh, Check supermodels. Check lesbians. You know, it's it's like... if you have a fetish for Eastern Europe, this is <laughs> this is definitely a site for you. But then Sun started making me feel a little queasy. Couldn't quite tell, like with my previous sites, how ethically the porn was made. Crashpad series, I know that's ethical feminist porn. Trenchco X, that's made by Stoya and Caden Cross, who have stellar reputations in the industry. Check AV, I, I don't know. My first time I'm questioning it is, well, I mean, one, they're they're subject to different laws than in the United States when they're shooting their videos, but they have a page called Check Sharking. Now, I have no idea what sharking was. Had no, I've never heard of this term before, sharking. So I go check it out. I'm like, oh, I'll watch some of this. It looks, it's all shot in public. So I'm thinking, oh, this could be like a fun, hot public series. I like public stuff, you know, public porn. But apparently sharking is when you run up to a woman and just like pull her sharking is like when you run up and you to a random woman and you pull her top down, or you pull her skirt down or your pants her. It's shark. That's sharking. But I'm watching some of this and it's all shot out in, you know, the Czech Republic, Eastern Europe. It's, you know, it's all out there. It's all subtitled, which not for nothing, not a big fan of subtitles in my porn. And this stuff looks violently not ethical this looks really realistic and you know that's kind of the point right what porn is supposed to look at least a little realistic when it's supposed to look quote-unquote amateur but but i'm watching this and like these are not these are not porn looking gals 
And knowing that they're un- subject to different regulations and laws makes me regret this membership. So I'm not going to recommend you pay for checkav.com. Uh, I'm instead just going to say, go back and check out trenchcox.com, crashpadseries.com. Love those places and the videos are done properly. You know, this is a site where like, I don't feel bad if I watch their pirated content in the future on a tube site. Cause this looks pretty shitty. I know this is like a less happy hashtag pay for your porn thing, but you know, at the same time, you should pay for porn, pay for something, just something to think about. All right, uh, now moving on to my guest this week, Eagle Wit, super funny stand-up comedian uh, here in New York City, a rising star of sorts, a young buck. Uh, I've known Eagle for several years, and he, you know, I see his post online. Like he's, he seems like he's a similarly sexually active individual. Turns out he he probably fucks way more than me. I'm starting to realize. I mean, the dude's got the confidence to go and talk to women in public. I certainly don't do that. Uh, I don't, I only talk to women in public if I overhear them talk about New York history. So then I can like geek out and be like, Oh yeah. Did you, uh, let's talk about the consolidation play- vote of 1898. <laughs> you know, these comedian talks, sometimes they can be really funny, but these get surprisingly heavy all in all really good episode. I think because I don't commonly have like, it's not this show typically isn't Billy and another straight guy talk about sex stuff. But I do think it's good that we have these conversations publicly and privately, you know, as straight guys. And I think that's what helps, you know, move, move the culture forward. Even if we're going to be a little bit wrong here and there, because we can't, we can't be corrected if we don't expose our ignorance. Right. So, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, possibly hate, possibly love my conversation with comedian Eagle Wit. Do you, I, I mean, like, have you? Do you hook up after shows a lot with like uh, people from the you know crowd? Yeah, my last hookup was from a person from the crowd. Literally, what, is that like primarily who you sleep with? Is like uh, her? No, just like oh, people, people, like yeah, general. audience members. Uh I went through a, a time period where I was sleeping with audiences members primarily, mm-hmm. and not anymore. Why not? Um, I was I was doing a club. I was doing LOL, which is like a touristy club. And um, I was doing it so often. I was doing it like every night. And people... <laughs> with the spots or sleeping with audience members? Well, both. So <laughs> I was doing spots every night there. And uh, uh, everybody in the crowd has hotels in the area. They're all like right there. Yeah. They're all tourists. They don't give a fuck. So I was fucking audience members like all the time. <laughs> and then I stopped doing LOL as much. So I don't do it anymore. Also, I think I got a little, I got a little hotation as I call it right now. Mm-hmm. Or at least I did for a while, especially. A hotation? Yeah. Which kind of got What me is a hotation? Hotation is um it's almost like a like a team of uh, of partners that are kind of in rotation, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like you know, like I how can I explain it? You know, like if people say like, Oh, you got hoes, like you have girls, you have, you know, or like they say that to girls too. They say girls have hoes. You know? you, you, I, I feel like my specific type of audience is going to be like, "Oh my god, this guy is calling women hoes." Who is? And this that's guy? what I'm clearing up. <laughs> what I'm clearing up is girls have hoes too. Mm-hmm. In 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 ebonics, it's girls a, have hoes too. It's an agender term. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have a hotation, which means like you know, there's a couple of girls that I'm consistently having sex with, not mm-hmm. exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no girlfriend, nothing like that no on the horizon. Like that, no. 
Uh, is that something you want? I go, I'm on the fence. I go back and forth on it. You know, for a while I didn't want it at all. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to get on the fence about it. Where I'm like, fuck, maybe I should kind of get some money and settle down and chill out. Uh-huh. Well, because like when you say like you have a full rotation, I think of it as like, uh, like in the poly community, they, there's the term polysaturated, which is like you have too many partners. Like you have enough. You're kind of at critical mass for what you're, what you have the bandwidth for handling. Like whether it be sexual partners, romantic partners, whatever. It's like you got enough. And so sometimes, like if I have enough people in my rotation, so to speak, uh, <laughs> it feels so weird for me to like uh, your voice. It sounds natural. <laughs> if I say rotation, it sounds like someone should write a blog. It's, it's weird. <laughs> um. You know, I'll find myself like I don't use Tinder or Bump. I'll stop using those things as much mm-hmm. or I stop searching like Reddit as much or I stop like trying to hook up because I'll be like, ah, I'm good. Like I've got what I need yeah. for now. So it sounds like you might like uh, be in that kind of a spot. Um, Right now, I'm actually just coming out of that type of spot. Like I was in that type of spot for a mm-hmm. while. And now I'm kind of now I only have like one or two girls that I consistently have sex with. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like I I don't know like I kind of I kind of do want to settle down but I'm very picky and I'm also like when it comes to that like when it comes to just sex I'm like whatever but when it comes to like an actual relationship I'm very picky mm. and also it's just it's a headache I don't it's like I want to but I don't want to I'm well, ready I'll say I'm ready you're I ready think I'm ready you're prepared yes. for the right situation to to yes. present itself yes. yeah. I want to have you on, and I should say I'm here with comedian uh, Eagle Wit, uh, who, who I've known for quite some time. I think I've known you since before you could drink legally. Does that sound right? Um, no, no, but I could see how you would think that. Yes, a lot of people think that. Yeah, right. Uh, well, you also like seem to post similarly slutty lifestyle stuff. Yes, and so I was like, oh, I could talk to like another slutty straight guy. This is okay. Yeah, like let's yeah. talk. Because uh, like I also wouldn't clarify you as disrespectful to women type of slutty guy. Because no. you know there's guys like. The slutty dude who's like also just trying to bang as many bitches as possible. No, no, it's not even like and that. And he says that he's like saying like bang bitches. No, it's not even like yeah, that. Yeah, yours isn't it like that at all. I, I actually I actually got into it with a girl the other day because she uh she said she was like, Well, I know what type of girls you sleep with or whatever, like basically downplaying the women I've been with. Mm-hmm. And I got really upset with her. One, because it didn't make sense logically. I was like, Well, I've had sex with you, so what are you saying about <laughs> yourself? Yeah. And then two I don't like when people, you know, disrespect the women I've been with. I, I respect every woman I've been with. Mm-hmm. And like when they disrespect the women I've been with and say like they're stupid or something or they're slutty, I'm like, what's, what's wrong with you? These are great girls. Yeah. We just had sex. You're, if you're insulting who I sleep with, you're insulting my judgment. Absolutely. Of like who I sleep with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, personally, I pride myself on the people I've slept with. And I also pride myself on who I haven't slept with. Yes. Which I don't I think agree. we talk Same. about enough. Like, That's a good point. Uh, the, the passes we've made, mm-hmm. you know, times when like sometimes an opportunity presents itself and you go like, I could, but you choose not to for whatever, not necessarily just on looks. Yeah. Not even just on looks like sometimes. On, on some like really key shit. Yeah. Like I didn't sleep with someone because she was a comedy club manager. I didn't end up going through with it because it was like, well, if this goes bad, this could hurt oh, my yeah, career. For sure. For sure. <laughs> there are valid reasons like that for a guy to turn down sex. And I think people don't think about men turning down sex from women. I've done, I've done the thing where I turn down a girl because she's, and this is coming from a person who's very sexual. If if she's to such a level of sexual and in and, and recklessness, where I go, like, this could be a health problem. Like, I don't know what this girl can, like, really catch something one day and I'll catch it next. Like, is that just because she bangs a lot or is it the type of banging she does? The type of banging she does and, and, the, and the 
there's like a reckless nature to it. You know, you can tell the difference mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, you're more than just having a lot of sex. You're like very carefree with this. Like mm-hmm. you're not taking the right precautions. Yeah. And absolutely. I, I'll turn down a girl for that. Like I've turned down a couple girls for that where I'm like, this is not smart. Like even when uh, when she says like, uh, you know, when she offers like you don't have to use a condom, I'll be like, well, I would use a condom, but now I don't even really want to fuck you with the condom. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was an option. Mm hmm. Like I've I've not applied to gangbang I've I've uh, I've applied the gangbangs on Craigslist where they're like oh yeah we'd like to do this bareback they're like you you can use a condom if you want to I'd be like that a condom is even something negotiable makes me not even want to be involved yeah not even want to be involved because I mean condoms break people you know yeah. condoms, I, I've had sex with girls where uh, specifically I'm thinking of one person but I've had sex with girls where the sex was so amazing. And then the way they handled it, like, before the sex and right after the sex, like, the way their energy was, I was like, I'm not going to have sex with this person again. Because mm. th- this is this is someone who really has a problem, and I don't know their lifestyle when I leave. Like, I feel like when I leave, another dude comes in. Like, that's how I feel like they're living. And I'm like, that's too much. Well, I live in a world where, like, there usually literally is another man coming in. For I mean, sure, for in sure. The, like, sex the, parties and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's like, I'm used to, like, the other guy coming in, but I'm also used to... Uh, sticking around with partners who I know are very like health conscious and safe and yeah, smart see, and informed. Important. I think yeah. people informed, people who don't throw around false fucking STD statistics that they never looked up. That I hate of, that so much. Right. So what are reasons that you would turn down sex with a woman, even though the looks were on and the chemistry's there, but something else made you go like, maybe I'm not going to do this? Uh, well... Okay, because it's not I've, easy. It's I've, definitely yeah, not an I mean, easy decision. Yeah, most things you don't turn down sex for as a guy. Um, I've turned down sex because the girls were like mentally, like emotionally, not there. You know, like I like you to be stable. If a girl's not stable immediately, that's a that's a red flag. Mm. And I've also had a lot of experience with those type of girls. Um, and once again, the health thing, man. Like, like I stop. I've stopped having sex with girls before. I don't mind if a girl's like a sex worker or whatever, but. I've I've stopped having sex with girls before who were sex workers who didn't do it like with the right precautions where they were like bragging about yeah and then you know whatever he paid me more so I just fucked him raw and whatever and it's like well okay yeah. I'm not dealing with you anymore mm-hmm. like not like that that's a risk I'm not dealing with it. absolutely and typically I would tell people that you know sleeping with sex workers and porn stars are actually the safest people you could sleep with because yes. typically. They take more care over their Absolutely. bodies than you and I do. It's their lifestyle. It's their it's their career. Their body, yeah. yeah, is the career for sure. Um, but someone who's bragging about like, yeah, he paid me an extra five hundred, and I it's like it's no, crazy. nothing's worth five hundred bucks. Nope. with this body, absolutely not a chance. Yeah, yeah. I guess like all the sex maybe drove you to too much because you you try to do that abstinent thing, which I remember when you posted about that. I was like, this should be interesting. Do you, do you want to tell us about that? I lasted three weeks, which I was very proud of. Uh-huh. Uh, what what was the whole thing that you were trying to do? I was trying to stop having sex. And I also tried to stop masturbating, which lasted about a week. <laughs> uh, maybe a week and a half. And boy, was it torture. Yeah. Um, Three weeks altogether for the abstinence. And it was just, it was a mess. I mean, I really, really struggle through that <laughs> what i was trying to do is i i call oh myself, gosh eagle Wit getting so much pussy he's got to work hard not to do it honestly though and i know that sounds crazy and it's not braggadocious i genuinely have to work hard to not have sex and it's annoying almost i have girls that hit me up i have girls that are breaking stereotypes like a lot of people think like girls aren't the thirsty ones oh yes they are yes they are we are all thirsty for sex men women 
whatever. I'm, I'm thirsty for this fucking fly. I see it flying around. It's oh, a big fly. It's a big fucking fly. I'm not a fan. All right. I'm thirsty to destroy it, but another time. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. I've, uh, I took three weeks off, got right back into it. I was just, ah, man, you know what it is? You ever, you ever just, you, do you know your body count? Is that, that's a thing. Do you know how many people you've been with? I don't call it a body count. That's so morbid. <laughs> that's, that's so, like your you body count. Them? Yeah, God forbid. You know you, what? This, you asked the wrong person. Like, you asked a hitman that he's like, which body count? It's, it's funny because, like, I know the PC culture and, and, and know everything. And a lot of the time, a big issue with, uh, people getting outraged is just not knowing slang. Yeah. Cause some slang, like, you could talk it to, like like a like a feminist who knows the slang will be like oh well that's nothing he's just using the mm-hmm. slang you know what i mean like body count comes from the fact that young especially young minorities nowadays we call it like when you have sex with someone a kill or slay a, a kill or a slay so it's like a body count mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> which sounds it does sound <laughs> terrible but so do you I, know how many people you've been with yeah yeah piece of vagina yeah or no people in general because people in general had sexual intercourse with like my penis went to some sort of orifice but not not head so we're not counting head. We're not counting head. Okay. Well, I'll put it this way: anyone I've butt fucked, I've been in their pussy. I've, okay. Uh, so then, perfect. Yeah. You, that's this. Those are gonna. I'm not overlap. gonna ask you your count, but I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> so you know your count. I I know that. That's what made me go abstinent. Is sometimes I'll like uh. There's a good song. There's like a Ti song about like girls that go to sleep and they cry and they think about like the people they've been with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is me. Yeah, like this is like I sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I think about how many people I've been with at my age, and I'm like, mm, that's, it's disgusting. That's a lot of people. When when and did I you feel kind of bad. I lost my virginity late too. That's another thing. I lost my virginity when I was like 17, 18. That's not late. That's it's late for me and my friends. I mean, you and your <laughs> you and your friends, but yeah, yeah. It's, that's fine. You, you kind of yeah. end up self slut shaming yourself. Yes, right. I self slut shame all the time. Yeah, that's what made me go abstinent. Where I was like, oh, this is a lot. It's really lot. Oh, and I had an STD scare. That always helps. Well, yeah, STD you <laughs> scares to make you go abstinent. Yeah, you were in in comedy green rooms, just being like, "Yeah, man, my dick's fucked up." <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> telling all the comedians in every comedy club, like, "Yo, my dick is fucked up." I was asking questions. I was so nervous. I was asking everybody, like, "Yo, man, um, has your dick ever done this? Like, you ever got like, it's a little bit itchy, but it's dry. It's not like herpes. It's dry." We'll get back to your dick in a minute. I totally forgot about that. that was That's a good thing you brought that up, which I will explain in a minute. That's great. My but, bad. I got my foot in your furniture. No, and stuff. no, please, please, no, relax, relax. I, I like how you are both. Com- no, you're actually fine. You're good. Okay, okay. I just like how it's a combination of you're relaxed, but you still have your shoes on, your coat on, and your backpack on. You're ready to <laughs> run at any moment. <laughs> but but you the abstinence attempt came from freaking out at your your body count. Yes. And what was your body count at the at time? At the time, it wasn't even that high at the time. It was like late '80s, maybe at the time. L- in the 80s? Yeah. Is that is that oh is that high? I don't know. Do you know, know what the <laughs> national average is for like a man uh, in, for their in whole this life? Country? Isn't it like 15 or some stupid Something low shit? S- very ridiculous. ridiculous. I get 15 low. in like two months. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's that's and there's nothing good or bad about it, I guess. I'm, it's I just mean, that. I'm a sex addict, man. It's it's really bad. It's it, I mean it's bad for me, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I because I, I did something similar in Oh, excuse me. Uh, towards the end of college, I started like I did the whole I self slut shamed too, where I kind of freaked out and thought like, oh, I'm I'm sleeping with too many people too quickly. Yeah. So I started making a rule where it was like, I won't fuck anybody the first time we hook up. Okay. So anytime we hook up, we can do stuff. We can get naked. We can roll around. But like, I'm not going to put my penis. Whoa, that must have been weird. <laughs> that was torture. 
Uh, no, because a lot of times I would still come. You know, I just oh, wouldn't be okay, from okay, fucking. Okay. You know, you'd like titty fuck them or something. No, like maybe they suck my dick, or I'm okay, gonna okay. go down on her, or she's gonna give me a hand job, or I, okay. whatever. You know, it's this, the idea was to um, make me think twice about who I slept with, right? And then because I was starting to sleep with people, and then I would be ashamed of who I slept with. I'd be okay. like, I'd like the next morning, be like, ooh, that wasn't, yeah, that's that was a yeah, bad yeah, look. Yeah. You know, you ooh, start. I hate that. Yeah, I started. I was saying yes because. I could have I, I could have sex with them, not because I wanted to have sex with them. Oh yeah, same here. So I've like, been there. yeah, and then I carried it on for like probably several years, like through my mid twenties, because for two reasons: one, to continue this this thing where I wanted to make all sex I had purposeful. I wanted any sex I had to be sex I wanted to have, not sex that was consenting, right? Okay. Um, but also, a side effect of this, which is why I also liked it, was that. I would tell when the chicks are like, oh, I really want to fuck you. I'd be like, hey, here's like my boundary. And I would justify it to them with, let me learn your body tonight. Let me get like do some research. Let me figure out what feels good for you and what your body responds to. Because then when we do fuck the next time. Be better. Yeah. Because yeah, I already know some of the, the, the cheat codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But, or if you want me to just barrel in right now, we can hope for the best. Yeah. So – I, I don't I'm not it's not like a hard fast rule for me anymore but because I trust myself in my judgment these days but it used to be a thing where like yeah I was sleeping with a bunch of people indiscriminately and I you know it didn't feel great yeah I mean I've oh man I I am a mess I, <laughs> I mean, I've gotten a little bit better I guess maybe but like I'm a mess I you mean, went to an extreme you were like I'm just gonna stop fucking period yeah which didn't work at all <laughs> and I probably came back crazier than before because I was horny now I'm like pent up mm-hmm I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird combination of, like, sexual drive and, like, I guess game. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I do well with women. And I have since I was, like, a little kid. Like, I wasn't fucking when I was a little kid. But, like, I've always, like, you know, got girls and shit. And then once I started fucking, it was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Like, every single girl that would I'd usually get to just look at me, now I'm fucking them. And it's like, that's way too many people. It's not good. Yeah, just because you know that it's available. It's like when the first. It's like the first time you skip class in college. No one's making you go to class like in high school. Yeah, for sure. And so you think you got to go to every college class when you miss your first college class and be like, you know, what, I'm just gonna not go today, and nothing bad happens to you because of it. You go like, oh fuck, I can do this all the time. Yeah, it's kind of kind of similar. It's just like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. And and so, what were some of the thoughts like while you do try attempting the abstinence? It was like. I kept on, you know, I kept on thinking, I kept on thinking if I hit a certain amount of time, it'll get easier. Mm. So people were telling me, people were like, no, once you hit like this amount of time, you'll be like, oh, this is nothing. But like hitting that amount of time was not coming. Like they'd be like, oh yeah, once you hit like three months, I'm like three months. Like (laughs) that sounded like a decade to me, like three months, Jesus. I mean, and also at your age, when you were attempting this, were you still were you I 23, was 23, right? yeah. you know, which is like ridiculous to try to not have sex at 23. Tell a 23 year old boy to like quit fucking. It's yeah. also it's, it's almost like the thing where when you have a girlfriend, how like girls are more attracted to you or vice versa. If a girl has a boyfriend, guys are more attracted to her when you're unavailable, when you're unavailable. There's that energy of, uh, you know, me being abstinent that now girls are somehow throwing themselves at me even more mm-hmm. like the hottest chicks <laughs> ever like they're just throwing themselves at me i'm like fuck it's a challenge as soon as they learn about it, they're like well i wonder if i can get him to break his pledge for me oh yeah that's all that is i remember i lost the abstinence because this girl i was uh having sex with at the time who i miss having sex with so much <laughs> but uh she came over it was new year's eve mm. 
And she was like, yeah, I'll come over. Like, the ball's going to drive. We'll just kick it. We won't do anything. And I was like, yeah, we won't do anything. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, we're going to do stuff. I don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> I gave up. It's weird, too, because the same thing with, like, when you have a girlfriend, that's when everyone's jumping on you or trying to get you. Uh, and I find that even whether or not you're allowed to hook up with other people. Oh, that fucking fly, man. Is, hold on. I'm going to open the window. That's going to bug the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah. You got him? Fuck yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. He's lying right there where all his friends can see. (laughs) That's what you do. You let him know you're not going to put up with it. (laughs) Well, because, like, I think there's part of that where it's like, can I make, like, for, you know, when women hit on married men, granted, I'm not a woman. You're not a woman. There's no women present. So this is probably, like, not the time to bring this up, but whatever. I got to imagine there's got to be a part of it for women who like sleeping with married men. It's like. Am I hot enough that I can get this guy to cheat on his wife? Well, yeah. And there's also, I mean, I don't I don't know your fetishes and stuff that mm. you like, but like taboo shit, I'm definitely into that. And it's like there's a, there's a taboo element to mm. forbidden fruit. You know what I mean? Right. Because nobody's supposed to have sex with somebody that's married unless you're that married person, you know, but yeah, it's fun. It's savage. You're like, ooh, I'm doing <laughs> something I shouldn't. Yeah. It's hot. It's exciting. Yeah. We got to do it quick, too, because yeah. we might get caught. Oh, my God. Don't want to get caught. And then the guy's like, thank pumping. God I don't have to last long. This is great. Because And my excuse is we have to not get caught. Yeah. Uh, that's like the ideal time to not have to have good stamina. It could be like, no, no, no I came too quick, not too quickly, because I just don't want us to get caught. I was being <laughs> responsible. Uh, but on the non-monogamy side of the same coin is I find that when I have a girlfriend, women, there's like almost a sense of oh, I'm cool. I want to sleep with this guy because another woman is co-signing it. You know, like he's got a girlfriend and she's, he must For be. For sure. There's the women yeah. that'll be like, I want to sleep with you because a woman is basically assisting you my way. And then there's the women who are like, I don't want to sleep with you because even if I sleep with you, this can't go farther because you have a woman. You yeah. have a partner. And then the people who like the the excitement of the sleeping with a, like helping a guy cheat, they're like, "Well, there's no excitement. Yeah, there's it's no not excitement. cheating. It's boring." Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, the concept of non-monogamous relationships. Yeah, by the way. yeah, yeah. Have you uh, done any exploration in that? Eh, dibbled and dabbled a little bit, but like, like I've had two long-term relationships, which is crazy by my age. One was four years. One was only a year. I don't even really count that as long-term, but mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but the four-year one taught me a lot, and what I learned is like honesty over everything man like no lie like when i when i like chill with girls now and like they want to get to know me and stuff i say like whole life and they're like whole life and i'm like honesty over everything like honestly like oh okay yeah i had to to spell that one out in my head (laughs) yeah so like honesty over everything like i literally feel like oh like a chick that i'm dealing with can do whatever she wants like literally no rules no holes barred just tell me the truth Mm -hmm. and i hope that i could get a chick that could let me rock like that too like, that's all that matters because honestly trust only comes from honesty you can cheat as long as you're honest trust won't be broken and then it's not cheating it's not even, even cheating. You know, it's yeah you make it i'm a big fan of like a relationship is whatever you want to make it you make your own rules yeah so you're wait so you're you're curious you're interested in poly or in yes. non-monogamy yes I'm and is that something you tell women now when you like go on dates or yeah and you know what else too um i, I mean i like to like you know with the whole comedy thing like people's you know like you were saying like oh yeah you, you know you're you're on the rise and it's like i try to like downplay it and like whatever just stay focused or whatever but realistically speaking i do see a trajectory in my career a little bit and i 
honestly, like I look at a lot of like people who are successful in show business and I go like, oh, monogamy is not realistic at that point in life. And I'll tell girls now, like if I go on a date, like I went on a date recently, which I rarely ever go on dates. Mm -hmm. And I told the girl, like, you know, realistically speaking, if you actually are thinking about really moving forward with me, if we were to work out one day, monogamy would probably really not be a thing. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to be a thing because I'm an honest person. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I mean? I'd rather just tell you what it is. Yeah. So I tell girls that where I'm like, yo, like monogamy is not always going to be a thing for me. I could do it now, but at some point it's going to be really difficult. What kind of reaction do you get? Mixed reactions, you know, like uh, the girl on the date was like, so are you planning on not being monogamous? And I was like, no, I'm not planning on it. But if it comes up and it seems like real temptations all over, I'm gonna let you know. Like, I'll tell you. Before or after you do it? Before. Okay. I believe in, in telling a person before. I think if the temptation gets strong enough. You should have enough respect, in my opinion, for the person where you could like deny it the first couple times, and as you feel it building, tell them like, okay, this is getting too much for me. Mm. You know, like there was a girl I was with long distance for like a week, broke up, right? Uh, and I told her, I was like, uh, let's do. Oh, this is great! This is great! This is great! <laughs> so, so the first, the first day that we're a couple, right? And long distance, right? Mm. I do a show that How long distance are we talking? Ohio. Ohio to New York. Okay, yeah. that's pretty... Yeah. It's not like the worst, but it's it's far. Sure. So uh, so that night, I do a show, right? I go in the green room, text her immediately because two girls from the show seem like they want to have a threesome. They're fine as fuck. Oh. So I text her and I'm like, yo, remember how I said like we were just going to be open and honest with each other? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I think I already want to fuck other people. And she's like, what? We just started going out. And I'm like, two hot girls, like, they want to have a threesome. Now, this is where you get to find out, especially girls my age, how serious they are about this mm-hmm. and how uh, how um, mature they are with this stuff. I tell her this, and she goes, oh, okay, then I'm probably going to fuck someone else tonight. And I was like... I don't know if this is like a tit for tat type of thing. I think it's just like a if it comes up type of thing. Uh-huh. And she goes, okay, well, now it's coming up. We're going to fuck someone else. And I was like. Well, she is in a, was she attractive? Yeah. She's an attractive woman in the world. She could probably just go for yell sure. out a window and for it sure. will come up. 100%. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I don't think that's what I'm doing. I mean, it's, it's like oh, sitting in my lap. Oh, look at Eagle just. Ooh, yeah. And it's a Eagle. tricky situation. I don't know if I'm doing Eagle. it right. I don't, I don't think you're to, doing it right either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> that's definitely not how it works. Works. And that's the tricky thing about like non-monogamous <laughs> relationships is like it's it's a confusing thing for people who who haven't done it. It requires a lot of communication. You know, a lot of people you make your rules. Let's say I'll use the example from before. Let's say the rule is like you can hook up with other people, but butt fucking is just for us. Okay, uh, that's our special hole. And our special hole. That's adorable. Yeah, and let's <laughs> let's make it a little genderless and say it's like anyone's butthole. So it's okay. like no one's okay. no one's entering any of our buttholes. It's like rules can change. The idea is like you can always come back to the table and say, "Hey, I know we said we're not butt fucking other people, but like, oh, there's this partner I have and she's awesome, and like we really want to do anal." And then you can like renegotiate the terms sure. of the relationship. And also, let's say in the scenario here where. Let's pretend you and Ohio chick were doing it a little more ethically and you had this conversation was like, hey, you just got to let me know beforehand. And then you did. And then you had the threesome and she later was like, that didn't feel that felt icky. That didn't feel right. It doesn't mean like it has to end the relationship. It just has to be like, hey, we got to we followed the rules. 
but it still kind of felt weird. Let's like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And then you just got to be willing to have those conversations, which some people says a lot of work, but I say then there's more payoff and more reward in like really fun sex with say like a threesome at a comedy club afterwards, yeah. you know? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's which like, I ended and you know it's interesting. I ended up not having a threesome that night. Oh, I, you started I, shit I, for no reason. I declined it. I declined it. Okay, I was like, you know what? It seems like you're uncomfortable with the fact that you immediately were like, well, then I'm gonna fuck somebody else. Like the tone, of, the tone in her voice. I was like, it seems like you're uncomfortable. That's good. So I just declined it. That's was, good because yeah. otherwise, gonna say ego. That sounds like fuckboy behavior. But no, no look at you. Look no. that with a conscience. I'm a sweetheart, man. I just have a lot of sex. It's a weird <laughs> problem. It's a weird combo. You call yourself a sex addict sometimes, but is that, yes. is that in, in jest or do you genuinely think that's a thing? No, I genuinely think so. And why, why is that? Because uh, it disrupts my life. <laughs> okay. Like genuinely, just like any other addiction, it disrupts my life. That's valid. Yeah. But it also seems like you have impulse control. You turn, I've gotten better. I've gotten yeah, a lot better. You turned down a threesome from two hot chicks that was handed to you at a comedy club. That's impulse control like a motherfucker. Well, that's, it's, that's a newer me. Okay. You know what I mean? That's within the past, what, year? That's a lot better. The old me. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've... I've The stories I've got, man. I mean... This is the podcast for those stories. I mean, like... I... I it's almost... I almost wish I was like a sex addict who didn't know how to get girls. So I could just beat off all the time. <laughs> because it's a lot safer of a lifestyle. It's a lot better of a lifestyle. Safer, but very unproductive. Very unproductive. You don't really leave the house often. Yeah, not, as, really many, le- not as many cool memories, I guess. You leave the house to go get lube, and then you find out that like uh, you can get a task rabbit to go get the lube for you. So you really don't have to leave. <laughs> you know you know what? I uh, I went through a phase where I would like uh, I'd be leaving comedy clubs late at night. Yeah. And I'd get horny. And be like, I'm gonna meet a girl on the train and fuck her. And I, I, I saw your jaw drop. I, I don't know. People are always like, what? Because I can't pull that off. So, But that's the problem is I can. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and the problem with that, though, is it sounds cool until you've done it for a month straight and you're almost batting 100% and you're like fucking racking these numbers up with these random girls and half of them aren't even that hot and half of them might be homeless like you don't even fucking know. <laughs> might be homeless? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like just like bro. Let's I go fuck, back to your place. You're on the train. It's like where in my place? Delancey Street bathroom. Really? Yes. Wait, the train A station? A stranger. I know and I know that bathroom because oh, it's, it's disgusting. It's one of the few subway stations that I can think of that has bathrooms. Absolutely. I, I met a girl by, I'd say, Rockefeller Center or Bryant Park Station, okay. waiting for the F train. Seen her waiting for the F train. We got on the train together. She's cute. Um, we get on the train. I'm talking her up. In my mind, I'm like, I want to fuck this girl, right? Uh, by the time Delancey comes, like the stop before Delancey, I'm, like, it seems like I'm going to be able to do it. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not going back to your place because I don't know you. You're a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not getting off at Delancey. And she's like, well, and Delancey comes up and she stands by the door and she goes, you can either get off here and fuck me in the bathroom or you can go home and not fuck me. And people are around and hear this. I mean, it's late. So there were, okay. there's not that many people on the train. I get off and I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck her in the bathroom in the uh, Delancey subway station bathroom. Men, men's or women's bathroom? Uh, We go women's because I got long hair. Ah. What are they going to say to me? I tell them I'm trans. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. And how was that? Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> until was you walked out, great. until you walked out and looked behind you, you were like, oh my God, that's the Delancey subway yes. bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely that. <laughs> until reality yeah. slaps you in the face. Yeah. Wait, so how do you, how do you hook up with strangers on the train like that? Um, 
a, a lot of charm and luck. I don't know. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of talking. You know, a lot of flirting. At that hour, you know, if you're flirting with a girl, I feel like there's almost a higher percentage chance that she's gonna go home with you anyway, just because the hour alone. It's mm-hmm. like a hornier hour of the night. You know, if she's out, she's a part of the nightlife already. She's like whatever. She doesn't have to be up in the mm-hmm. morning. Clearly, if she's out at that time. Um, she's going home by herself. Clearly. Yeah. Right. So she's not fucking someone else at that time. You know, you got a shot in the dark. So a shot. I want to say. Okay. I, I think that girl specifically. I showed her a dick pic on my phone while on the train with her. How did I assume she wanted to see that and it wasn't just you? No, like, flashed yeah. your phone. Yeah, I didn't just flash my phone. No, fucking. Which is the new the head it, with a purse? It's the new trench coat, right? Because now that we have these phones, where you can have your dick pic, you don't even have to like, you know, get naked and flash your flash your junk through a trench coat you can just like show your you just just run up to someone be like ha and then run away with your phone it's so crazy it it takes flashing to a different level yeah but i want to say hey how do you hook up with women on the train but i know the immediate first thing is you have to not seem so desperate which i feel like anyone who asks how do i hook up with more women there's automatically like a level of thirst that it no matter what you tell them it won't work yeah, well, that you makes know what? Sense. well, the first step is is genuinely just being like, well, if I don't hook up with her, I still want her number and still want to like talk to her. Sure. So that was the first step for every time that it's happened. I've been like genuinely trying to get their number and like actually talk to them. And then the more we talk after I get their number, I realize like, oh, this girl is like just as flirtatious right now as me. Mm. Like this is actually a shot. Like let me keep going and see how far this can go. Sometimes it doesn't work, but sure. it has worked before in the past. And I, I think you're like a genuinely good dude. So how do you how do you balance the like hit, trying to go hit on someone you think is cute on the train without like harassing a random woman who doesn't want to be spoken to? Oh, man, this is such a I'm happy you asked that. I'm so happy you asked that. Uh-huh. OK, so catcalling is a is, an, is a term I hate. I hate catcalling. Oh, yeah. um, you hate the term catcalling or you hate the act of catcalling? Uh, the term, I guess I wanted to say the whole thing, but I guess the term. Okay, so I have a lot of theories on catcalling. <laughs> Boy, for instance, a couple um, of straight guys in Brooklyn talking about their opinions <laughs> on catcalling. I can't wait. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean I, I'm sure this is gonna, this is gonna, whoo, this, this, this episode is gonna get some. some I will direct some, them towards your yeah, email address for sure. Uh, I first of all, a, a big section of a big amount. I'm not gonna say all the women that are against catcalling and you know outraged with the catcalling. But uh, the majority of them, uh, I would like to say, you know, if I can generalize, don't come down on Billy, come down on me, is uh, white feminists, right? Like the type of girls that like move into the hood and gentrify a neighborhood. With that being said, guys being like, yo, ma, excuse me, or yo, you're beautiful. Those type of girls will be like, oh, my God, he catcalled me. But the actual girls that are from that neighborhood, if they don't like it, they'll be like, suck my dick and keep moving. Or they'll just ignore the person. It's not a big deal to them because it's mm-hmm. a cultural thing. Catcalling on a disrespectful level where it's like, yo, bitch, you got a fat ass. That, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give that the green light at all. I think that's super wrong. However, not everything is that. And I think that's catcalling. Mm. I think the other stuff is a gray area that's not catcalling. The stuff where it's like, yo, excuse me, you're beautiful. Like if you watch that video of the girl walking up and down the street mm. and that started like the whole fucking movement, the right, catcalling right. thing. Most of those guys were just like, Yo, excuse me, you're beautiful. Mm. They weren't saying anything too disrespectful. And people were like, well, that's catcalling. Is it? 
excuse me, you're beautiful. Would you rather meet guys only on apps? Because the majority of the dudes on apps are fucking weirdos. A guy that can actually genuinely make eye contact with you in public and tell you you're beautiful is not a weird guy. Mm. That's a confident man who's a regular person who gets vagina enough to not be a creep. Mm. In my opinion. Like, I know comedians. We know comedians. Oh, yeah. Who can't make eye contact with women. Those guys would never catcall ever. But I'll tell you what, I would not, if I was a girl, I would not want to go on a date with those weirdos. But those those dudes who don't have the confidence to catcall out in the open are the types of dudes who would, like, go on YouTube and be like, oh, you fat cunt bitch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they don't have to look anyone Absolutely. in the eye. I, I think it's better for a guy to, you know, not be scared to talk to a woman in public. What's wrong with that? Yeah. It's a. I think it's part of it has to do with knowing while doing it and being able to read. Like, does this person want to be spoken to? Like, a woman with her headphones in doesn't want to be spoken. And to. here's the thing: if you read that wrong, because yeah. we're not psychic, if you read that wrong, then guess what? The second you get that acknowledgement that she doesn't want to be spoken to, disengage, disengage, be out. It's that easy. Yeah. And I don't. I don't see a problem in that. I don't think mm. guys are dickheads if they can do that. Because that's what I do. If if I go to talk to a girl, first things first. Excuse me is the first thing out of my mouth, mm. hands down. Excuse me is just manners. Everybody knows that, right? You raise manners. Excuse me. If the girl seems like she doesn't want to be engaged with that, I'll be the first one to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Have a nice day. Mm. First one. However, if she does seem like she's going to engage with that, of course, I'm going to keep going. If there's some type of eye contact, smirk, smile, some type of feedback, mm. I'm going to keep going. Of course. How I have seen guys get mad after a girl turns them down. That is the side of catcalling, whatever you call it, that I don't agree with either. Mm-hmm. Where like a girl turned her down, and they're like, oh, you ugly anyway, bitch. Like, no, she's not. Because then you wouldn't have tried to talk to her, one. And two, what is wrong with you? Like, let her go. Yeah. You're going to get turned down. You shot your shot. That's the risk you took. So I don't know. I'm on the fence with the catcalling thing. People say, where's the line? Where the line clearly is like, keep going when you've been shut down. Yeah. Uh, being inappropriate with what yeah. your opener is. I mean, excuse me, seems to be polite enough. I do understand when, you know, female, like, we have plenty of female comics, like, who are in our news feeds who post a lot of great, uh, snarky, like, jokes about, like, dudes talking to them on the street. And I, I understand when they're, excuse me may not be, like, this thing where you think, like, that's rude. But I can understand where if you heard excuse me, miss, a hundred times in, like, a day. But you don't. See, that's the thing. It's. That's the thing is they don't. Okay, maybe not 100, but you hear like 20 times in a day, and that I think is plenty realistic in New York City. Sure, sure. And then if you hear that every day, 20 times a day, I can understand by like, you know, by Saturday why you're fucking furious. Sure. But also, let's keep in mind, let's be realistic here. Mm. I mean, I'm sure women have heard this argument a thousand times, so they're going to turn their head when they hear this, but let's be realistic. A good looking guy says, excuse me, it could be number 400. Mm. That girl's going to be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, it's, it, they don't turn down guys that they want. You know what I mean? They don't get upset with guys they want. So, I mean, it puts men in a weird position where a confident dude might just feel like, well, I'm the man. And then he like, I'm good looking, I'm this, I'm that. And then he says, excuse me, and he gets turned down. And then she's upset and she writes these statuses. But a lot of the statuses come from ego, in my opinion, where it's like, these girls, for instance, there's been times where I've almost had to like, I held back, but like I wanted to check a girl's ego where it's like I could say like, excuse me, because she dropped something and she'll be like, oh, I don't I, I'm not even interested. And it's like, I don't want you. <laughs> you drop something, miss. <laughs> like yeah. and that happens a lot where yeah. women now are like their egos are inflated because we live in a city of nine million. Of course, a lot of men are going to try to talk to you. 
Mm-hmm. Men are usually the aggressors. Women usually don't aggress towards men, even when women find men attractive. I mean, you're a guy. What do they do? They smile, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe at max. But women don't, you know, approach men. I th- I think I get how some, like I said, like some versions of of men trying to talk to women in public can be negative. But I also see how there's a natural aspect to men trying to talk to women in public on an animal level. We're, I mean, I know we like to believe that we're not animals and humans are above animals, mm-hmm. but we're not. We're animals. And, and we're just, just animals with iPhones. Yes, That's we're <laughs> animals with iPhones. And, and, and perfect. And I mean, it's natural for us to want to procreate and us to want to, you know, talk to the other side. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, that's dying now. Like, you ask most couples how they met and it's through an app. That's that's not normal. But that's, that's not. It's like, I mean, I'm fine with the app usage. I'm fine with it. I'm not against it. You're giving the old crickety man, like, ah, oh, these kids in their apps. And I'm kind 24. of Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but are so are we just like holding on, grasping to what we think was normal then? Because uh, this is just the new normal. I think it's like 40% of people, I'll have to fact check that, but I think it's about like 40% of people meet their significant other on like a online or on a dating app now. But I, th- I think there's a disconnect in that. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a problem with communication th- through humanity in that. If, if the only way, if people eventually, because eventually 40% will turn into 60, turn into 70, sure. 80. And I think at some point it's going to cause humanity to have trouble communicating. In, in person i think it already does yeah and that's it's not a positive thing i mean yeah it's like the old man thing like oh no these apps but in reality it is an issue mm. i think it's healthy for people to be able to talk in person for the first time to a stranger well i think that com- and i and i think it's healthy to do that but we have to figure out a way to mesh that with the rising um acknowledgement of what a woman experiences every day true right so like we yeah. have to figure out like should a man never say anything to a woman on the street? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Or in a bar or wherever. Because the street is just a bar without the bar. Absolutely. Right? However, we got like a woman walking down the street with headphones. Leave her the fuck alone. She's got her headphones on. And there's probably a good reason she got the headphones on. Probably has them on because she doesn't specifically want people. I've got friends who say, I put my headphones on. I don't even play music. I just don't want people to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is a woman is not mute. She will turn you down quickly. Yeah. And when that happens, the the most important thing, more important than all these other rules is that's it. Yeah. Once you get turned down, disengage. Now, and then is that disengagement, can we get to a place where that disengagement, that rejection doesn't have to be a blog worthy event? Now, that's to me where the other side comes in, where it's like, well, can you guys meet us in the middle? Because if that guy disengages when you shut him down, even if maybe you didn't look approachable, but he tried, he didn't excuse me. Is and there you're something like, really wrong with that? Yeah. And she takes her headphones off. I was like, dude, I'm trying to work. Please leave me alone. And he just backs away. Is there something wrong with that? I personally say no. I personally think if a, this is Eagle talking, not Billy. Yeah. Don't attack him. <laughs> I think if a guy approaches you and you turn him down and he walks away politely. I don't think he did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as he approached you with respect and you turned him down and he walked away with respect. And it's, you know. Sure. And on that individual case, I get that. But when that same person who maybe let's say she's got a 40 minute subway ride, let's call that there's 20 stops in that 40 minute subway ride. And she may be like half of those. Someone fucking tries to interrupt what she's doing. 
that one thing where you're like, this isn't much of a problem, this one instance. But if that same woman's got to deal with that 10 times in her in 40 minutes, I, I'd be furious by the time I got off the train. If I got interrupted from a book I was enjoying a bunch of times because somebody wanted to fuck me. I don't think I, I think that's unrealistic. I think ten well, times not, in forty saying, minutes on a train ride. I don't even think I don't even think three times okay. in forty minutes on a train ride is realistic. Most men aren't confident enough to approach a woman on a train. So realistically speaking, if a chick's on a train for forty minutes, one guy's gonna approach her, maybe two. And I mean, I'm I'm this is this is a terrible, terrible I, I wish we could change subjects because <laughs> we can, we can because change. I'm so politically incorrect on these things. Like I feel like our well, culture think, yeah. our culture is at a point where it's like we need to get comfortable as as backwards as it sounds we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable listen life is not comfortable we could all name a thousand things that make us uncomfortable every single like day like this conversation apparently yeah right but, but it's good but we it's gotta have these conversations exactly and girls gotta get hollered at sometimes and it sucks but life is not comfortable all the time mm-hmm. i'm not saying rape is okay i'm not saying sexual <laughs> well, harassment's okay now i got I'm uncomfortable saying, with- <laughs> no but no, i'm not saying those things are okay i'm saying something as like a guy finding you attractive and trying mm. to engage with you and then backing away, I think that's fine. I think that's more than fine. You know, if you're uncomfortable with it, yeah, uncomfortable things happen. But guess what? That guy could have been your future husband. It could have been a great mm. guy. And then if you shut down the one ugly guy that you don't want and go, now all men can't do this because ugly guys right. have been harassing me all day, you're gonna, you might miss out on a great guy because you changed the fucking culture. Mm-hmm. You changed what's acceptable because of a couple ugly guys. Or guys, not ugly, but, you know, like guys you don't want. Because it sounds like what you enjoy most about all of this is the the real-life interaction. The the two human meat suits speaking in person as opposed to yeah, on their phone. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I holler at old ladies, not trying to bag, not trying to fuck, not trying to get their number, nothing well, like you got, that. You got an issue against older ladies, man? Come on. No, no, no. You're 24, everyone's an older lady. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I holler at, like, 80-year-olds. <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. <laughs> All the time, not trying to actually get with them, okay. just to make their day, and it works. Yeah, it works a hundred percent of the time. I haven't had a time that it didn't work. So, how do you holler at an eighty-year-old? Oh my god, I do it all the time. Uh, I'm like, me, excuse come on. me, you are so beautiful. And she's like, oh, you're a queen. Like, I'll I'll do it the same way I would holler at a young girl. Mm-hmm. Only difference is I don't continue. I don't go like and get their number or anything like that. <laughs> what but happens if they ask for your number? I'd give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give yeah. it to them playfully. I probably wouldn't respond to their texts, but I'd give it to them. So this is all, this isn't a lifetime problem for women. Mm. This is a, when you're in your prime problem for women. Uh, Eventually, people aren't going to try to talk to you nonstop. Yes and no. Uh, I think with the cat calling, for sure. You know, yeah. there's other there's other things where age and looks have never statistically proven to be uh, part of the decision making. You know, some people go like... You know, some people have tried to discredit like sexual assault victims who are like, oh, but look at her. Like, who's going to rape her? That's terrible. And that has nothing That's to terrible. do because everyone knows that sexual assault has to do with power and Absolutely. not uh, attraction. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying in terms of, say, like approaching people up the street. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> highlight girls in bars at sure. all because I don't drink. Yeah. And I, I believe like, uh, you know, I don't drink. So if, if you're drinking, I immediately won't yeah. talk to you like that. Like, because right. it's just like, Oh, to me, it's like uh, this is one step away from some type of sexual assault or rape. You're you're under the influence, and I'm not. So well, I, I mean, just won't un- talk to you being, like that. Drinking doesn't make some make it sexual assault. You have to the the legal standard has to be incapacitated. Drunk is not incapacitated. Drunk to me is incapacitated. I'm a young but minority. To, well, like, okay, fair, fair. There are aspects of you know, a woman's word is powerful. So you know, she could be drunk and not you know 
incapacitated. That's the difference between be like, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. and her being like, oh, hey. I don't even like, if you're like super tipsy, I'm not going to talk to you like that. We're not going to have sex. It's not happening. And that's it's not happening. And that's because? Because I don't drink at all. So I'm super sober. No, I get that. And part. also, I feel like if part of the influence behind us having sex mm-hmm. is because of something in your body then I don't want to have sex with you. That well, feels rapey to me, where I feel like, well, this isn't you and your conscious regular mind mm-hmm. wanting to have sex with me. This is you under the influence wanting to have sex with me, so I don't want to have sex with you. Well, for me, it's not a rapey vibe. For me, it's like an act of desire. I go like, well, I don't want to... If the first time I hook up with someone, I don't want it to be because... I don't want them to hook up with me because they were like under some kind of influence. Yeah. I want them to soberly be like, I want to fuck this guy. So if like Same. when they're sober, Same. they're like, I want to fuck you. We're going to go drinking. Same. Then I'm like, cool. But if like they only express desire when they're intoxicated, I go like, ooh, like do you even think I'm cute? Or did you have to get drunk to think I was cute? Yeah, yeah. But, Same. but, but you mentioned before like the, you know, being a young minority dude, like is, does that play a role in some of the decisions you make? Like with uh, in sexual and dating? Yeah. A hundred percent. Because the, the word of maybe like a tipsy white chick is worth more in society than like of yo, a sober young. Yo, this is black gonna sound crazy. Man. And I could say this as speaking for myself and speaking for stories from my friends, where there'll be like a white girl and she's drunk and you tell her no and she'll go, Don't you know if I was to tell a cop as a white girl, like straight like that, I can tell them you raped me and they would believe me? Like girls say that. And feminists hate to hear that because they go, oh, you're making it seem like women lie about rape. Well, they don't, you know, I'm not going to, uh, the majority of the time, if a woman says she's been raped, it's true. Mm-hmm. But it happens. And, and let's look and at that also, single- <laughs> white women are the scariest people on earth to a young minority. <laughs> and I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense. People think the opposite. The, they think the flip, that minorities are the scariest thing to a white woman. But it's the opposite. Uh-huh. White women are terrifying because it is your word completely over our word a thousand percent of the time. Uh-huh. It's terrifying. <laughs> when, when did you first learn that growing up? Um, when did I first learn that growing up? I feel like I didn't really realize this until I was an adult. Because I've always, I never, I'm not really that attracted to white women anyway. So, hmm. uh, well, now you're going to get outrage tweets. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, <is> that, <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> you have to be attracted to every race um because that makes sense um no so yeah i learned it as an adult i learned it as an adult once i started you know seeing college girls lie on like dudes more and my friends more and like we go party we go to parties and like girls would be like ready to throw away like i have friends that play basketball and stuff and girls would really threaten them you know what i mean Mm. like white college girls that were like drunk and that's explicit threats like explicitly threaten them and i'd be like oh my god like, this is, like, weird. Like, you guys are really ready to lie on somebody. That's when I first started seeing it as an adult, young adult, like, college age. Mm-hmm. But before that, I didn't really see it. I had, a, I had a friend growing up who, um, it's weird, man. I wish, I think as a comedian, I was talking about this when the Me Too stuff came out. I tried talking about the Me Too stuff from my perspective on stage, which was a headache. <laughs> I, I imagine. And I learned as a male to talk about sexual assault or me too or any of this stuff rape any of it it's equivalent to a white comedian or a white person talking about black lives matter it's equivalent it's literally the same type of drawback where people go you can't do this they they shut off they don't want to hear anything you have to say mm-hmm. and i gave up i was like i'm done like i don't maybe my perspective's 
correct. Maybe it's a nice perspective, but the world doesn't need it. Fuck it. Or it needs to be a very, very brilliant and hilarious take. I think when you tackle something really heavy, like you better be, unless it's got, you got something from your, per- like, it's, it better be really fucking good. When people go like, okay, whoa, whoa, I'm going to be this edgy white guy comic who's been doing comedy for six months. I'm going to do a joke with the N word. Yeah. It's like, you're not good enough to even tack to even really attempt that yet like you don't have chops absolutely for that i mean we've seen like there are comics i don't know how you feel about like uh like louis ck's joke that has the n-word in it oh no it's fine right uh first of all love louis ck as a comedian you guys as a stand-up comedian didn't say as a person yeah as a a stand-up comedian very separate things (laughs) but but the idea like you better be good enough to handle that heavy topic. Yes. So sometimes I'll think of something heavy and I'll be like, oh, like maybe I think this is funny, but like I'm going to pass on this for now. Maybe in 10 years I'll be good I've enough done that, yeah, I've done that, that I can do this. I've done that. You know? Yeah. And also I, I grew up I grew up around things in high school where it's like now I look at it with all this Me Too stuff and I'm like, was some of that unacceptable? Probably. But we didn't know better. Because no one taught us. Because we don't have sex ed in this country. And we certainly don't talk about consent enough in this country. But also, the girls at the time didn't know it was a problem. Right. Because when you're socialized to think that you're supposed to be at the uh, behest of a man's desire. Yeah, that's fucking fly. How am I supposed to talk about consent culture when you're flying around my house? There we go. Oh, you piece of shit. Okay, it's fine. I think a lot of that stuff, yes. But we don't know it because no one taught us to. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're kind of brainwashed to think something's cool, if you're like one of those cults where they, they're like, yeah, and he, this 60 year old guy's got sex with this 12 year old girl, but everyone's been brainwashed to think it's it's acceptable. doesn't mean it was acceptable. It just means we were all brainwashed to think so. And then when we get, you know, we get out, we escape the hole. You use FetLife? You use FetLife probably, right? Okay. So I was on FetLife for a little bit. I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, there's some a lot of it is just dom sub like they make it seem like there'd be so many different fetishes on that website yeah. there's really not much like they they exist but the majority of the it's people on there DS are stuff. Um, yeah. yeah and i would like watch some of the stuff and like see some of the interactions and it made me uncomfortable some of it was like okay this is basically like i don't know if it's rape i don't know what it is but it's not it's I don't want to call it not normal. I don't like. I don't like. Fat life is far fetishes. from. It's okay to say it's not normal, but it's not supposed to be normal, and that's what's fun about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like frowning on people's fetishes, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's certain aspects of it where I go, like, is this girl okay? You know what I mean? That's consensual. If if they're doing it properly, then it should be it's consensual. Um, consensual non-consent, which is like a whole consensual you know, non-consent. Yeah, yeah of con, course. Sometimes they'll call it con non-con, but yeah, mm-hmm. like the idea is like that's a fetish in and of itself. Doing like essentially what is rape role play um that's like a fun thing for people i had that with one of my exes where yeah i've done rape role play for sure yeah well i was the one who who wanted to be raped uh so that was, interesting yeah. wow yeah uh so like the best way we were able to you know um actualize it was like get me really stoned you know let me kind of drift off and be hard because like get me to a place where like i feel like i'm too heavy to move almost like passing out and like let her ride me and like i've like kind of passed out in the middle of being ridden and then like i wake up and i feel used and it's hot and it's fun for me but that is a thing that's pre-negotiated yeah for sure is that's the part that makes it all consensual for sure yeah my ex used to be into the whole rape role play fantasy Mm -hmm. thing and at first i was kind of uncomfortable with it yeah i was like "Eh." but i was like i'll do it for her and um how sweet of you (laughs) 
Me too. No. <laughs> so I do it for her. And eventually I got into it. I was like, okay, this is cool. But it was interesting how, you know, the different levels that she wanted to take it to, you know, like the lights off, you come in the house mm-hmm. and I don't know who you are. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And you try different things. It's fun. Yeah. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment, everyone. Sponsored by, well, sponsored by you. This is the part of the show where I like to thank several members of my fan whore community on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a monthly uh, fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You choose how much money you want to spend each month, and different levels of support gets you different membership perks, including dozens of bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast. Right now, I want to say a shout out to Tyler D., Rep in Montreal, man. Yeah, you the man. Thanks so much for your membership. Sherry P, rep in Canada as well. She's a big Nina Hartley fan. And well, if anyone listened to my episode with Nina Hartley and, and heard us make out at the end of it, you'll know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Nina too. She's great. <laughs> uh, and Natasha R, a Philly babe. I know you you all can't see her. I have... You know, thanks, hun, for the nudes and the dollars. You're both gorgeous and generous. All right. And you, too, can become a member for as little as $1 per month. And you can cancel your membership at any time. Membership comes with all sorts of wonderful rewards. All you got to do is visit patreon.com slash podcast. Not only do you get your perks, but you're also supporting me and helping me, you know, pay rent in a place that doesn't have dead animals in the ceiling. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. All right, now let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up with Eagle Wit. I feel like, man, boy, Heavy can we thing. please change subjects so, from all these subjects that are going to get I me think... torn up? <laughs> I mean, these subjects are going to ruin my career before uh... it starts. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm going to get like an email from you two years from now. I'm like, yo, man, I'm up for this Comedy Central thing. Can you take that episode down? <laughs> yo, you don't know how serious what you just said. I know. Is. I know it's serious. I'm really going to hit you up. Like, can you please take that episode down? <laughs> no, I think we're talking about good Hopefully things. we can edit some of this out, right? This isn't live, right? I mean, it's not live, but this, this is good <laughs> stuff. I think it's important. I think this is important stuff for dudes especially straight cisgender men to talk about i don't think we talk about it enough yeah and i think it's good because even if we're wrong hopefully we're temporarily wrong or trying to together figure out what's right for sure a lot of this shit is fucking cloudy and difficult and there's a lot of books to read yeah (laughs) and i'm just like uh the other thing that stood up out to me, uh, not to like make things even heavier, was just that there's a but but then the different notebook. Like, what is next? The only other thing that was heavier was just like the idea of like uh, was, was in incorporating race into it, because obviously you know you you express like how you and other like friends who are dudes of color who were getting kind of threat can threatened by white women. I mean, I think there should be like an Emmett Till term term. Like, I genuinely think there should uh-huh. be a term surrounding his name. Where like people see that as a, a as a thing, because it's real. Emmett Till happens all the time. My my God, in, in smaller versions. I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey, so like very very white affluent area of New Jersey. And my godbrother Branson, who I've known since I was like as far back as I can think, he's my. I was told he's my godbrother because my dad, my parents are his godparents, and they didn't know how to explain to like a five year old white kid how he's like quote unquote related to this black kid who he hangs out with like two to three times a year. So they was like, oh, this is your godbrother. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and Branson came to live with us uh, the last two years of high school because he was in Harlem and he wanted to go to like a, a good college. He's an artist. And so he came to, went to NVOT for his last two years. 
And he had to, you know, he told me this later on in life when I could understand it. But he's like, yo, you're, he, he says to me, he's like, your pop sat down with me and explained like not to date the white girls, which is basically all the girls. He's like, basically, you can't really date here because some people are going to, a lot of people are going to be mad if like you date their daughter because you're just because you're black and it's not fair. And it, it might, you know, my dad's got a weird voice. He's just like, yeah, it's, it's not going to be fair. And it's just a thing. And uh, you just don't do it. And, and that was like a real thing. And I had no fucking idea. And, and that would explain why like Branson was always just friendly with his chick friends uh, from high school rather than dating or hooking up with them. Cause like he's fucking genuinely concerned. I mean, race, you know, I'm, I'm biracial uh, mm-hmm. for anybody listening. I'm black and white races. Races. It's weird with with relations. It really is because, like, I remember there was a there's a kid in high school. One of my close friends, he came from Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to high school in upstate New York. And pretty boy, black kid, great athlete, super thug, like could fight. He's just like a, a guy that girls would like. And um, the first week in school, he dated like this really cute kind of hood, but like white girl, right? Like stuck out white girl, and. I remember asking one day on the bus, I was like, yo, you know, Sam's great. Like, she's gorgeous. I was like, and she's cool. She's always been cool. But like all these cute black girls on you, man. I was like, what made you choose her? And he was like, because in Virginia, it's a it's a no, no. And I was like, what? And he was like, and keep in mind, this is like the late 2000s, like Mm. 2010, probably. I don't know. Sure. And he was like, yeah, like you can't be with a white girl in Virginia. So when I came to upstate New York. I was like, oh my God, I could be with a white girl finally. <laughs> like, he was like, cool. I just want to try one. Yeah, he's uh, like, I want to try. I never had the opportunity. I'm like, it's like going to Cali. We're like, I just want to try In N Out Burger. Yeah. You know, I just, I, they, we don't have it Absolutely. here. <laughs> and, he, and I was like, still? Like, it's 2000, whatever. And he was like, still. He was like, in Virginia, you cannot be with a white girl. And I was like, that is crazy. That is crazy. In America, in the 2000s, you can't be with a white girl. That's nuts. Um, and we didn't even get to talk about your fucked up dick, you know. I just, you know, sometimes we God, just run out of the. Do good we tr- have more time? Because I wish do, we did. Can, you, you, we we dwelled on all this do, other stuff. Do, man. do you have time to tell us how your dick's doing? I will talk about everything. Okay, well, tell me, tell me how your dick's <laughs> been, man. Because you you were showing up in like comedy club green rooms, being like, "Yo, guys, I think my dick's fucked up." <laughs> so I, I'm surprised you never whipped it out. <laughs> I was close. So, um, my uh, my dick had like, it was like a little bit itchy, not too itchy um and they were like uh almost like it was almost like an ashy dick like they were like <laughs> it was like dry in certain spots Ugh. and i was convinced i had some shit mm-hmm. and like, I, like flaky a little bit kind of okay so like uh i was convinced I, I had some shit so i like went to different doctors at first i got tested for everything and sure. everything came out good and i'm yeah. like what the fuck so then they were recommending me to dermatologists yeah. so i would go to dermatologists and they were like mm, didn't really know much Eventually, I went to one dermatologist who, God, this shit sucked. But they took a skin sample off my penis, which fucking sucked. Like with a, like a little razor yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh. Not a fun time. <laughs> yeah. What did you think when she pulled out the scapel? You were like, that better not be going down there. Oh, you better be shaving terrible. me. It was, it was a very tiny piece, but uh, I felt it. And um, they took that. And it turned out to be, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically a skin condition you can get anywhere. And some men, when I say some, I mean like 5% of men get it on their dick. 
Uh-huh. And that's it. It's like just athlete's like, foot on your deck? It's, it's like a weird skin <laughs> condition that you take, you know, a cream for, but the cream doesn't really do much. Eczema? Nothing like that? It's not like eczema. It's called like melum, molluscum, mel- something. Molluscum? No. No, because mol- molluscum, there's something that sounds like molluscum that is an STI, but it's like not a very common one. No, <laughs> okay. not that. It's some shit. All I know is they said it goes to goes away in a year to 18 months. Which is ridiculously long. Well, yeah, with all the <laughs> fucking you do, Eagle, we get it. You're banging all these random <sighs> women on the train. And it eventually <laughs> went away, luckily. Okay. But well, it took forever. I'm glad your dick's okay. God, man. it took forever. <laughs> and it was uncomfortable. Also, they, like, shot my dick with something at one point. I hated that fucking little rat. That's what I you... Had. Oh, that's... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> luckily, it wasn't an STD, though. And that's what matters. Yeah. You were like, so long as they can cut up my dick, they can shoot it, they can slap it, so long as it's not an STD. As long as it's not an STD, I'm happy. I was so scared. <laughs> How many times, like, you go to, that's something weird about, like, people of our age, like, we'll, we'll get something, you can go to the doctor, you can have a rash on your upper arm, and the doctor will be like, yeah, I think this is skin cancer, but yeah, doc, can I still fuck? <laughs> that's what's important here. <laughs> to get, do I, can I have sex with having, without having an uncomfortable conversation? That's all that... I really care about. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad your dick's okay. Uh, thanks for for you know getting into some of these topics with me. Uh, I not what I expected. Not what I expected either. But that's the beauty uh, of the thing, man. That's what makes these this shit real. Fuck. You're not. I don't think you're in trouble, man. I, I, don't worry. I would have said. <laughs> I look, the couple of times I was like, "Ooh, I, I said something." I don't think. I don't think we're gonna get too yelled at. Listen, uh, women listening, I just I just want to let you know I, I respect who you are <laughs> as people, uh, as a gender that doesn't conform, conform. Um, and also I just want to let you know uh, you guys are equals as you already know. You already know you're an equal. And um, also catcalling is wrong. And uh, <laughs> oh man, you're just going full podium right now. Yeah, and I'm also not. I mean, oh my god, hashtag me too. I put that on Twitter a lot because I care. Oh, um, eagle, eagle, I, I think you're digging a worse hole right now. Now it's getting worse. I think it's getting worse. worse. It sounds sarcastic, doesn't it? I think I think you should. <laughs> let's jump to your plugs. Where can people find you? <laughs> no, I think that's safer. <laughs> let's not tell them where they can find me. Let's not tell them where they can find me. They'll fucking show up at a show with torches. No. Nah. Um. I listen. Hey, you know what? I'm just a young kid. You know what I'm saying? Making mistakes on podcasts. You guys don't don't crucify me for this. You're uh, good, man. You're good. Yeah. You know. You guys have a great day. You know, listeners, uh, keep supporting Billy. This is a great podcast. Great guy. Great comedian. Um, that's it. You know. You want to let him know where to find you on the internet or anything? You're good? I have a feeling it's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> I think I think you're being harder on yourself than it is. But then again, what do I know? I'm a big, dumb man, too. So maybe we'll both get yelled at. We'll find out, like, soon. All right. All right, all right. Later, guys. All right, I have no idea if anyone's still with me at this point. Uh, heavy topics, you know, uncomfortable sometimes, but good. I think these are conversations people, including men, especially straight, cisgender men, we should be having these conversations with each other more often. All right, uh, if you want to let Eagle know how you felt about him, give him a shout out on Twitter or Instagram at Eagle Wit, that's E A G L E. W-I-T-T. 
Be nice, okay? The, he's a nice boy. He's a nice boy. I am a, allegedly a less nice boy, uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyProceda. Use the hashtag Podcast so I can find what you're thinking about the show. If you want to say something a little privately, you can send me an email with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, you know, whatever, uh, to manwhorepod at gmail.com. I want to say uh, thanks again to my sponsors over at adammail.com. You can enjoy 35% off when you use the promo code manwhore at checkout. And of course, I hope a lot of you are planning on attending ManwhoreCon this year, August 3rd through August 5th. Baby, we're going to have a good time. We got over 20 fan whores lined up to uh, to hang out basically for a weekend and do some really fun activities, see some fun shows. Get your weekend pass today before tickets go up on April 3rd at manwhorepod.com slash tickets. Next week, we've got a very... Uh, Let's just say it's a it's a bit of a unique episode. We are going to document one slut's journey as she uh, as she makes her way to Brooklyn to see me. More on that next week. But until then, stay slutty. <laughs>